0: Welcome to Trends and Tensions, presented by BHDP, where we discuss trends in architectural and interior design, and the competing priorities or tensions that arise from integrating new ideas into existing organizations, enterprises, and institutions. This episode, Aligning Organizational Culture with Architecture, we are joined by Daniel Gabbard, Director of Real Estate and Facilities at Total Quality Logistics, Amy Knasel, Director of Marketing at Total Quality Logistics, and Tom Ahrens, design leader at BHDP. Facing a rapidly expanding workforce, Total Quality Logistics looked to BHDP to significantly expand and improve their Cincinnati headquarters. In our conversation, Dan, Amy, and Tom discuss the project and reflect on the growing relationship between workplace design and organizational culture. I'm your host, Brian Trainer, senior strategist for BHDP, and I'll let our guests introduce themselves further. And Amy, if it's all right, I'd like to start with you. Could you tell us who you are and what do you do?
1: Sure. My name is Amy Knazel, and I'm the Director of Marketing at Total Quality Logistics.
0: Thank you, Amy, very much. And uh, Dan, who are you and what do you do?
2: Yeah, my name is Dan Gabbard. I'm the Director of Real Estate and Facilities for Total Quality Logistics. So we have marketing and
0: real estate. That's good because Ariel, producer, is marketing and Tom and I deal with
3: real estate a lot. So, Tom, who are you and what do you do? My name is Tom Ahrens. I'm with BHDP Architecture. I'm an architect, designer, and owner. And on this project, I was one of the design leads to help bring this project to fruition. That's great. So, because that's what we want to talk about today. So, first things first, though, what is
0: TQL for those that don't know?
1: So, TQL, our total quality logistics, we're the second largest freight brokerage firm in the nation. So basically what we do is we have customers that have goods that need to be moved and we connect them with the carriers that they have the capacity to do so.
0: What you do is kind of a big deal because these are the wheels of commerce quite literally.
1: Absolutely. We have a tagline that we keep America moving, which is truly exactly what we do.
0: Perfect. So we want to talk about TQL's expansion to the headquarters in Ohio, and this was a significant expansion. What drove the need
2: for that expansion? Why? Well, simply, it was we were out of space, and we had been leasing some office space over a handful of miles from our headquarters here, and we knew that building was going to fill up. Also faced with a lease that was expiring. On that building, so we stepped back and said, "Okay, we've got a couple years here before that happens. We know we're going to fill it. We know we're going to start investing in other avenues of business for the company. For and so in our world, it's it's what we call OMAS, so other modes and specialized services, right? So that's a big time focus, and focuses like that always have a huge headcount growth. So that was the major driver was we were out of space."
0: And not just that, it sounded like you were growing. So with those additional markets, you were going to need places to grow probably quickly.
2: Yeah. And as it relates directly to Cincinnati and especially our headquarters here, A, normal sales growth and our sales teams that have done what they do for you know, the last 24 years now, that was going to grow. But then also the investments that we were making and these other services we want to fine tune those, grow those, develop leadership here at headquarters, perfect that. And once we do that, then we might send those to other markets. The other big component to this was our IT organization. Our IT organization needed to grow. You know, one of the things that's extremely important is the technology that's behind it. So we develop the vast majority of our own software and that requires bodies. And we knew that we were going to start making a more heavy investment in terms of personnel on the IT front. The other challenge with that is, you know, when you're hiring IT people, there's an environment that they want to work in that, quite frankly, is different than the environment that our sales guys work in. And I'll tell you, this was probably the first project that we stepped back and said, we're not going to give what we call sales support, an environment that sales and say, figure out how to make this work for you. We are going to step back specifically to the IT and marketing groups. What do you actually need? And how does your team work? So that was also a major driver to this, is knowing that we needed to hire and retain IT personnel specifically, we needed a workspace that kind of works for that.
0: That's a very different mentality working in IT versus working in sales, you know, so it's a different kind of drive. And so did you have a set of success criteria for this project? And how'd you get to that?
3: Yeah, Brian. So, really, you know, as Dan's explaining, you know, this rapid growth, these different user groups within this new facility and the expansion of the headquarters. I think TQL wanted to take a step back and look at what's the right approach, right? The experience for each of those groups could be very different. However, they all might be coming through a similar experience in this new facility. So, what we wanted to do is really run through a process and take a step back. And it was both a master planning process but also a process to really think about the vision and the goals, not only for the immediate need, but maybe for long-term, knowing that their business is rapidly growing and changing all the time. So really taking through some exercises to determine what those key drivers were for success for the project. And we did come up with a list of five things, what we call drive to five. So five key aspects that really helped guide and leverage the design forward as we moved into the, the concept stages of the project.
0: Do you remember, what were the success criteria for this project? That might be a Tom question, but then Dan and Amy, what was it like going through this process to discover what success was for TQL?
2: The process I thought was really good on the front end with BHDP in that we got key people in a room and we were able to give our opinions And then the smart folks at BHCP went back, took all those opinions, combined them together and said, well, isn't this what you guys are saying collectively as a group? And truthfully, I thought it was pretty spot on. That ultimately led to the success criteria that I will argue we carried extremely well through the whole process and that, you know, we wanted a landmark. We wanted to be able to recruit. We needed something that was, a, you know, a nimble solution. Right. So we needed flexibility. Flexibility is key to TQL, period. And everything that we do, connectivity and as it pertained to the building, literally connecting two buildings. And how were we going to do that? Because we want everybody to feel as one. We want to be able to share amenities and the things come with it. And then ultimately, pride. You know, we want this sense of pride, and specific to not only the new building, but other things we've done on the side. and you know, even the addition of a 190 foot flagpole and 50 foot flag that hangs from it. Like people know TQL. Employees have a pride that comes with it, and really, there's a community pride that I would tell you that comes with it as well. And I think we hit them all pretty well.
3: And to build on that, Brian, I want to just compliment TQL. The process of getting to those key drivers for success, we went through that pretty rapidly, but it allowed us to get to where we needed to go. And TQL brought the players that they needed to from their leadership group to participate in that effort and then drive to consensus and buy-in on what these five key things were really allowed us to move more rapidly. And then really leveraging that all the way through the process. I think there were some key decisions along the way where- TQL leaned back on those key success criteria to help guide and make decisions.
1: I also would like to add, because you touched on it a couple times now, that the key players at the table. I mean, truly, I'm not sure if it's normal for a company of our size, a you know, multi-billion-dollar company, our CEO is sitting at that table, our CFO is sitting at that table, our CIO. I mean, we had our C-suite sitting there helping us to make those drivers. A reality. And then that way it helped for us to continue to move the project forward. We already knew we had the backing of our leadership team. We knew that we were going down the right path. So it made the project easier because we all bought in from the very beginning.
0: That's an interesting ad, Amy, because a lot of times when you get a company of your size, The C-suite advises on it, but they set up a committee to make those decisions. So the fact that they were involved and at the table, I think that might be a lesson learned for us to see if we can include more of that down the line. Because they're usually very protective of their time, but then it adds more time to the project down the road. When was the building completed? We officially completed
2: in December
0: of 20. So there was something going on then pandemic was happening right so how did the pandemic impact the completion of the project because it sounds like you were going as that was happening
2: there was about a 12-week stretch of 2020 where you know our employees weren't really working in the building so everybody had went from home we went from only 10 percent of our staff kind of worked from home to 90 percent 90 plus percent quite frankly of our staff was working at home that actually became an opportunity for us on the construction side because, again, we're connecting two buildings. But we were able to do a lot of stuff that normally probably would have been a little bit more impactful to employees sitting on the other side of the wall. And then also we were able to refresh some things in the current building faster than you know we were going to be able to otherwise.
3: We'd like to you know kind of lean into that idea of the pandemic and really TQL and the challenges of them moving everybody off campus, just the way they work and their technologies and and their culture, that's a serious conversation around why they made some reactions to working remotely and then bringing everybody back to the office. I think it really drives around their culture. Amy, you want to tell us uh, about TQL's operational
2: culture?
1: Yeah. I mean, so we like to say that we have an award-winning culture, which is a true story. But really honestly, at the end of the day, you know it's so cliché to say we work hard, play hard. So I like to say that we work hard and we celebrate harder. And we do that together. We work best when we are together. And that's because we can coach in the moment. We can help somebody out in the moment. Your manager is sitting right there with you on the floor to be able to work through things. We can celebrate the big and the small. So that is why being in an office together is so crucial for our success and why we have open floor plans and we don't have a lot of offices and why it was so important for us to make the expansion wide open. And that to me is part of connectivity too. I can stand on one end of the floor and I can see clear across to the other of what that team is doing or where that person is. And that's super important for our culture.
2: You know, what Amy said is, is dead on. And one of the things that we saw coming as a company was there's going to be a massive push for transportation needs throughout the country, and truthfully turn that into a competitive advantage. Okay, we did the work from home thing. It was very important. We reacted quickly as a company. We did it better than our competitors, which is something that we want to pride ourselves on in everything that we do. But then you see this wave coming of logistics is extremely important. And, you know, just look at what's going on and all the backlog of freight, if you will, that needs to move around the country. We saw that coming and said, okay, we know we can do this safely. We know we can bring our guys and gals back in the office, keep them safe and help move the freight around the country. That is extremely critical, essential. Right. You know, I think that was one of the clever things that Amy and her group came up with for a T-shirt. Right. Essential since 1997. I mean, this stuff is essential. Everything touches a truck, and what's more essential for us is the new hires that we bring in. So summer hiring is extremely important to us because it's new college grads. So we knew, oh okay, June twenty twenty, like every other June we experience, we're still going to have an influx of college students, you know or, or recently graduated college students. Who are going to come work for us and there is no worse of experience they can have than if they're sitting in the edge of their bed with a shoddy internet connection trying to figure out what this logistics thing is all about and you know that was what was most important for us was getting people back in the office safely so that they can be more successful and it's paid off you know at huge dividends
3: really those design drivers and that word nimble. Nimble really came to heart not only for the project, right, but actually for the pandemic and how TKO was able to shift and operate. I remember Dan telling me the story of literally overnight he had to go find 5,000 desk phones so that their people could work from home. That's not an easy task. So I think that concept of Nimble really played out in a larger volume than we anticipated. But what was great is TQL really had the foresight when we were going through the design of the project to really think about that factor of nimble because rapid pace, changing constantly, that was embedded in the core and in the heart of this design. As Amy mentioned, these wide open floor plates that were unencumbered by any type of core space in the middle of the building, this idea of how distancing was already kind of built in just to this because the need for growth really, you know, they were able to catch the wave and not get slammed by it. And I think it, Due to their nimbleness, they were really ready to take advantage of that situation and be that leader in the industry that they are because they were ready to go.
1: And I think one of the biggest things is that 2020 made a lot of people halt. We've said this, right? This is a reoccurring theme now, and it did not for us. It propelled us forward. And in fact, it created a milestone year for TQL. And so once we turned around and looked back at that year, you know, hindsight's 2020, but we looked back, we celebrated that success. And by doing so, we set off fireworks. We had a huge fireworks show for our employees and we live streamed it to all of those in our satellite offices to celebrate 2020.
0: It is interesting to say you had the capacity to celebrate 2020, that's a rare gift.
3: So, I'll say, nice, say, you know, nice what story. I love about Amy's story there, I just am so impressed with how TQL leverages their real estate and leverages what they have. And they're doing things with their facilities and their site and their campus there that we didn't even imagine. There's always something new there. They use the building as a billboard, right? That goes back to the idea of landmark. There's always an engagement with the community through how they're projecting and the banners they hang on the building. And It's just very intentional that the building serve that need. So when you say the building's been used as
0: like a banner and an advertisement, has that had an impact on attracting new talent?
1: Yes, definitely. So we do, we hang banners or decals, we light the building at night, depending upon kind of what's going on. So we really take advantage of having this large real estate right on the highway to be able to share part of our culture to those who are passing on 275. And again, it goes back into that employee pride. Like, I work at that building. How awesome is that? That was really one of the driving forces for the flagpole, obviously, when installed being the largest in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. That was something that I'm still proud of today when that pole went in. And just to have this beautiful landscape of this expansion behind it.
2: Yeah, you know, you know, Amy, that's a good point, and it's kind of the cherry on top, if you will, if you think about it, the Grand Boulevard, and there were many things. I mean, again, it goes back to nimble, like Tom said. Honestly, I would argue our construction project was an evolution from the first time we sat down with BHDP through the day we finally opened the door and let an employee go in. It was constantly changing. I mean – the exterior and really campus design and kind of ripping up what we thought was going to be the master plan and saying, no, what should be our master plan? And we redid that, and then it was, okay, uh, when we first started the project, right, we were going to kind of keep the parking lot the same, and then we're looking at it going – Man, you've just added 130 percent capacity to your building and you're keeping this entry like this is what you want effectively now, a, a six plus billion dollar company to, you know, this is what this is what we're doing. And then we changed it, said, all right, rip out the pavement, redo the drive. And the flagpole was the cherry on top to that. We talk a lot about
0: experience when we're designing workplace, and a lot of time that focuses on what it's like inside the building. But you're talking about the experience of like people on the freeway seeing the building and what it's like pulling into the parking lot. So there's multiple layers to what that experience is that a building can bring. Tom, did you want to add to what Dan and Amy were saying?
3: Well, I think I was going to head in exactly that way, Brian. The idea of experience, you know, and enhancing experience for everyone. I think once again that's always paramount as we move through these projects. And this building has no backside, every side's a front side. And from a designer standpoint, it was really fascinating because it seems really easy, like just put the building next to the highway and everybody will see it. But we were very, you know, intentional and used a lot of information to place that thing in, in a place that would maximize the benefit of visibility and kind of sheltering the large outdoor space that they have these large gatherings. So There was a lot of work that went into the final solution of placing it where it is. It wasn't the easiest place to locate it. You know, just adding to the existing building, there was utilities and such that we needed to shuffle and move around, but it was the right decision to really maximize all the things that they were trying to achieve. Amy, I wanted to know what's the experience like
0: inside the building and what's it like working there?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they love it, which is great. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing, right? It goes back to that employee pride. I think we really hit the nail on the head in terms of giving our employees what they need and what they want, a fun and upbeat environment. I mean, you walk onto one of our sales floors and it buzzes. I mean, they're taking calls, they're on the phone, they're screaming across the way to one another to try and get help. I mean, it really just vibrates you as you're walking these floors. And we were able to maximize this with this open floor plan and these bigger floor plates, which is awesome. But then we gave them the ability to collaborate and we gave them the ability to relax and go hang out in the connector, you know, to grab a bite to eat down at the cafeteria, work out at the gym. I mean, I think the gym is probably one of the hot spots in the building. And the use that we get down there, And we're going to start adding classes in and it just allows for us. I mean, you don't have to leave. You don't have to go home. Which is kind of nice in terms of our business never stops. Um, we're putting everything right there for our employees.
0: Yeah, you've created like a, a campus experience. So mm-hmm. it, it makes it fun to go and there's a reason to stay. It's a destination.
1: It's a destination, exactly.
0: So, from your perspective, Dan, yeah, you, you want to talk more about what's that like working inside? You want to add to what Amy said? Yeah, you know, the take inside,
2: it, Amy, you know, just to, to add. What Amy was saying there. The experience as you come into our building is completely different than it was two years ago. As soon as you walk through, it's, it's bright and it's filled with glass, right? I mean, our front atrium is two stories of clear glass. And, you know, Tom appreciates this. There was a lot of discussion. on What should that glass be? We wanted it to set itself apart from the rest of the building. Not only, okay, yeah, very clearly this is the lobby. This is the entry, but we want that to pop. So it sees at night, man, there's still lights going on in that place. We're working all the time, 24-7, 365. And hey, what's that up on the second floor? Well, it's the connector area, as we call it, where we have gaming and shuffleboard and ping pong and, and all these things that we do. Now, as you walk through into the lobby, we've got the Starbucks shop. As soon as you walk in, you can see that. You can smell that, right? And you're seeing the cafeteria and the buzz that's going on down there. And you go around the corner and again, yeah, There's this fitness center that truthfully rivals any private gym that you're going to pay for in the locker rooms and the showers and the things that go with it. And think about it as a potential applicant, right? Or even a new hire walking in and it's like, holy cow. I mean, these guys care and you go up onto the floors and it's everything is laid out systematically because we want everybody to see everybody. And to the extent that we pushed our cores to the outside, we pushed mechanicals to the outside, going back to, you know, um, the connectivity, that was a driver for us, truthfully, as it comes to cost, which I'm trained to think through. It costs us more money to put those things on the exterior of our building because now we've got to think about heating and cooling. There's things that come with that. So just the experience and actually, you know, we haven't even touched on it, but you go up onto our third floor and our new multipurpose room and that, you know, we have a monstrous TV on the wall and then it's got the terrace patio off of it. So we're hosting our own events that are indoor outdoor. It's got the nano wall on it that we can open it up and it became an indoor outdoor space for us to again leverage that. I mean we have weekly teams are hosting happy hours up there or after hours get togethers or we bring all of our leadership in from around the country. And we have series of meetings and, and you know, it'll happen in those rooms and they'll break out into the other rooms. We developed what we called a customer conference room. Where when a customer comes in, they come off the elevator and it's, wow, this thing is right here. And again, you know, great technology in it, but you also can look out this conference room onto the floor and see our amazing IT professionals doing what they do. And there's no barriers. We don't throw walls up. We don't quarantine people off in terms of, oh, yeah, behind that door is the IT people. We don't know what they do. Right. Everybody is around other groups. And it just it helps drive that collaborative nature around the company. It is interesting how much mystery a wall can add.
3: So, Brian, I was going to add at BHDP part of our design philosophy and principles, we talk about being informed, we talk about being empathetic, and we talk about being exciting. I think what Dan just kind of layered and walked through really exemplifies how those things came to life in this project. I think the idea of you know the connector and the connectivity and how important it was in it is really allowing us to shift the main entry to the entire campus. The existing building is taller. It has a very pronounced entry. You could drive under it. And we shifted that energy to the connector which placed it right in the middle of the campus between the two buildings. So just a simple move, but it took a lot of energy and effort to do that. But that layering of energy when you walk in now is just so pronounced and you feel it. It's tangible. As you walk in the building, you can see into the two-story lobby. When you walk into the lobby, you can see all that energy on the first floor where people are getting coffee. They're sitting in the large break areas and dining areas. And then that that stair that we put in there that drives you up to the second floor is constantly super active with people from both buildings drilling down, you know, to come down to take advantage of those amenities on the first floor. And then as Dan mentioned, stacked above that with the uh, multi-purpose room, once again, high flexibility in there, a lot of movable furniture, they can rearrange it any way they want. But that outdoor terrace gives them that outdoor space that they leverage all the time. They really never had that within the footprint of their existing building. So now they can step outside off of these spaces and extend the indoor spaces outward and really leverage them. So when you drive up there, you don't know what's going to be going on, but you just always feel this energy on all three levels, which I think is is kind of the heart of the campus now, right? And that, that's what's driving the culture and tells you a lot about who they are without ever having to walk really far in the, into the building, which I think is really impressive.
0: Yeah, I wondered if one of the success criteria could have been impression because there's like a wow factor to what you've created over there.
3: And as Dan mentioned, they're competing for talent, right? You know, there's amenities there that they didn't have before that we've added to the campus. Some of the amenities are just more than what they could offer before in terms of the full service dining, grab and go, you know, ordering ahead and taking things home. There's just a lot of thoughtful things, which I think goes back to that empathy side that really it's meeting the needs of their current employees, but also their future employees to help them, once again, recruit, right? That's one of those key words. So when you talk about future employees,
0: was the new building designed with expansion in mind? Like, what if you keep growing?
2: Well, I mean, the truth is we never stop growing. I mean, I started over 15 years ago. And we were 300 employees and we're over 6,500 employees today. So we never stopped growing. As a company, we bring on hundreds of people every month you know, around the country. And to that point, yeah, we built in some expansion. We, when, it, when it shook out, let's say we delivered capacity for another 1,000 employees in this space. We moved roughly 500 people into the building day one we're projected to fill this building by the end of this year so yes not only did we build in capacity for more pretty close if if not we will fill it up you know in almost a 13 14 month timeline so then we'll have to say okay well where do we go from here because we're not going to take the foot off the gas
0: It's a shame we didn't have you and Amy for two hours because I think
3: we could keep talking for a while. Tom, any final thoughts in the last minute that we have here? Sure, yeah. Well, I think working with a company like TQL, you know, there's just so much to admire about them, as Dan's mentioned and Amy's mentioned, you know, the community pride and all the other things that they're doing to keep America moving, so to speak, right? But I really, you know, we talk about great experiences and talked about that with the building for TQL, but I think for BHDP and myself, the idea of this great experience of working with TQL and working with such a company that's so forward-thinking and not afraid to put themselves out there. So I think that idea of just working with a forward-thinking organization and allowing BHDP to drive a process and then trusting the process, right, to help us deliver results that align with the vision for the project is really rewarding for us. So I, I'm looking forward to maintaining conversations with Dan and Amy to to keep hearing the stories about how these five key things that we were trying to do are being delivered each and every day.
2: You know, you know, Tom, and, and truthfully, I, I'm wrong for waiting this long to even say this, but I think one of the best experiences we had or the, one of the, the things that was probably the most critical to this project is I, f- I firmly believe we had the right team. Together, yeah, we talked about the TQL side, but there's no doubt now. When I step back, BHDP was the right architectural firm for TQL. Miller Valentine Group was the right construction partner for us. Cushman and Wakefield through you know project management. Those are kind of the three major spears, if you will. It was the right team. I mean, we had the right team to make this work, and we were able to work together to deliver a really awesome project. And when we step back and, you know, you walk in and go, yeah, you know what? We, we did something right here. And to me, it, it's all about the players.
3: And we had them together from day one, right? So yeah. I think all those people at the table from day one, collaborating, all driving towards the same goal and vision for the project was, I, I agree with you a hundred percent, Dan. It was a huge piece of driving success. Bringing
0: everyone to the table early start that vision and build those success criteria early. And that way everyone understands the why you're doing what you're doing, and that'll help keep you on the right path. Perfect. Well, thank you both. Have a wonderful
1: day. Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks guys.
0: Thank you for joining Trends and Tensions presented by BHDP for this episode, Aligning Organizational Culture with Architecture, with Daniel Gabbard, Director of Real Estate and Facilities at Total Quality Logistics, Amy Knazel, Director of Marketing at Total Quality Logistics, and Tom Ahrens, Design Leader at BHDP. If you appreciate what you have heard, please rate, subscribe, and give us a review. I'm Brian Trainer, your host, and I hope you'll join us for another episode of Trends and Tensions to see what topics drive design.